Hello and welcome again to Killing the Great White Male. Today we have more of our conversation with Lauren Carlson. We left off last time wrestling with the notion that she had done everything right in her situation. And her statement that this is what's happening to our children. I want to remind everyone that this conversation has more trigger points than I can count, especially around sexual assault and rape, as do many of our conversations when the second we start talking about consent. So, here we go. Let's dive back in. We, they are being told over and over again, it wasn't rape, it wasn't this, you're making it up, you're crazy. Uh, I, I mean, I... It is so, it touches me so much to think that this is what, what victims go through. And, and I'm pretty lucky on the scale because my, my fiance didn't break up with me and I didn't get pregnant from the rape or I, any of that. So as far as victims go, I guess I could, I've got the best of the victim straw, but, but I, and yet. I still, what my life would have been if in 2006 they had told me, yeah, he, he admitted to it and he knew you were unconscious and he did this anyway. I would be a different person. Yeah. I would be a different person. I'd be a different wife. I'd be a different everything. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, hearing... Hearing this story, I just, I, I want to hug her and say, you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. This happened. It was rape yeah. and it happened and there's no, uh, you don't have to say no, it, it wasn't. Yes. It, um, for a million reasons, it, it is exactly what, what I'm trying to do because I don't want that to happen ever again. And I know that I can't make that true but it's i i'm going to keep talking about it so that other people can keep talking about it so that maybe i could stop one yeah and i i too it's interesting reflecting on like what i was saying about the squad comment i think for me i would i wasn't god i hope i wasn't well if i did come across as saying women you know you should have a squad to protect yourself and if you don't you're you know you're the problem like that's certainly not what i was no trying to say um no i was also reflecting for me internally on the fact that i didn't have a squad of guys that i could trust to say stop right yes and that that's right. a for me one of the, some of the most problematic relationships are with especially other white men uh, i don't i began probably seven eight maybe nine ten years ago to begin to be able to cultivate relationships with other white men. Thank God for nerd communities. Um, <laughs> but it's really only been the last five years that I would say it's been intimate. Right. Um, where there's a level of intimacy that I trust and that when they're like, Roy, shut the fuck up, stop it. Um, mm -hmm. Because I'm being an idiot. Uh, and I, I, I listen to it. Um, and that that's, you know, when I'm at in places where I'm cutting loose and being silly, um, I need them there because, and, and they need me there because sometimes they're the ones being the jackass. Um, right. 
you know so again i i think you know these these events are ruptures in our basic humanity in our social fibers in our connections with each other they're violations of something that is most sacred to the human animal and that's our connection with the rest of humanity and our connection to ourself right and and so that's that's oh and that, uh, so Samir and Anwen end up I mean to pick up our story in, in the book right, again, right. right? So they um they end up at a take back the night rally. She's there because she's the survivor of rape, a survivor of rape. And uh, uh, the book uses the term survivor. You term yourself a victim. Right. Uh I think again, variety is important folks. Um there's no right way to do this. It's right. it's up to the person experiencing it to self-identify. <laughs> um, right, so right. I have never called, I, I think I called myself a survivor one time and it felt, uh, it just, it, it feels wrong. I don't know why yeah. I was, um, and I, I, I oftentimes I say I, I was the victim of rape. Like it's in the past, uh, yeah. even though it's not, but, um, but yeah. And I, and I try very hard to, to not say my rapist. I try to say the rapist. Because he's not mine. I didn't pick him. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so yes, I, I agree. I am fully on board with people uh, knowing that they survived something. I feel that I was still, no, I was the victim of, I was an innocent victim there. Mm. And I am working to, to do something with what I have learned from that, all of, of everything that I've been through. But I don't, I don't, term myself a survivor but i wouldn't correct anyone yeah it again like these are very individual journeys and we have to be allowed to take them and i get something's popping up in my brain too just for the record folks like as as we have this conversation i i don't know for myself i'll say i know i've made a million missteps in the last couple hours that we've been talking about this stuff so (laughs) please know that this is is not about being perfect here as, as we do this it's about doing the work because in the end, that's what fucking matters is right. for me as a, as a white guy, I got to do this work. And it means admitting the things that I've done and being willing to stand there and not self-implode, which bluntly I wasn't capable of prior to probably a year ago. Um, I'm 40 fucking six. And it's only within the last year that I've been able to say I have hurt people this way. I've have behaved like a monster and and not want to just kill myself although that still happens sometimes but it's like that's that's the that's the challenge here in what we're doing and so as samir ends up at this rally because he's supporting his friends because he had his his girlfriend um had a, a history of sexual victimization as well um uh and so they they end up kind of colliding here Sam worry, uh, Samir worried that he didn't deserve to be at the march, that his mere presence was a form of violation. And God, do I know that. Like, that's actually right. one of the challenges I have in, in looking back on some of my sexual history or even just exploratory history as a child is that I, I don't want to write someone a letter and say, I'm so sorry for what I did. Because if for them it wasn't traumatic and it wasn't, you know, wasn't something, right. you know, I don't want to traumatize them by, by putting my perspective that I fucked this up on. Right. Them. And so it's, 
it's a very challenging thing because I have to sit here constantly and, and I've had explicit conversations with my kids, not around sexual stuff, but around, uh, we spanked them as children. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it, it was wrong. Um, but I also know that at this point, that's my burden to carry. And if they want to bring right. up, Hey dad, I've been talking with my therapist about this. This was really fucking shitty. Like I right. have to be ready to face that, that accusation and say, yes, I'm sorry. I did that and it was wrong and affirm what they're going through at any moment. And that's kind of the position I've taken. I want to be clear. This may be one of the ways I'm fucking up. I don't know if I should be writing those letters. Um, But that's, you know, very much um, that's the, the, that's the reality here. So that Samir is worrisome that he didn't uh, deserve to be at that March, that his very presence would, yeah, go. Right. So, yeah, if I'm remembering right, they opened it up, this rally to um, yeah. anyone who wanted to speak. And she, Onwin, yes. goes up to speak. And he, uh, Samir, is there with his new girlfriend, yeah. who he is supportive of and has spoken to. And I'm sure his um, his experiences with Onwin has, has changed him so that he is able to be supportive with his new girlfriend. So I'm yeah. sure... It uh, to this point, it is clear to me at least that what he did has changed him for the better. That he can see the realization of what he did, and he is trying to change. But he, but she gets up there, and he is like, "So she's gonna out me." Yeah, she tells she, the story of what happened exactly, and he is terrified, which. Yeah. I can I can relate to you know I understand what that would feel like also uh, I don't I don't remember exactly what she said but it was powerful saying so we're on that, two, page 210 okay yeah maybe you could t- remind you, me of what she said okay so she says all uh or he he says all I could think was shit oh my god how the fuck I had no idea what she was going to say she talked not in detail about what happened to her and one of the last things she said was, if the person who did this to me comes out and tells his story, I hope you'll listen. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I'm going to, it's amazing. That's amazing to me that she had been able. I, I, the yeah. amount of grace she has in that, mo- like courage, like you want, you want to know what bravery looks like. Because she saw him. She knew he was there. They had made, according to him, they had made eye contact earlier when she got up to tell the story. Right. And I know that this, um, I struggle to say things that I feel as a victim, and then I want to project them out on all of victims. And so I try very hard not to do that. So um, me, myself, as a victim, if I were at that rally and I saw the perpetrator there i would be one so angry yes that he that he gets to just stand there and pretend like he's a good person now yeah and 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 i would i would i would be angry at the girlfriend oh you got the good side of him okay sure 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 even though i wasn't dating mine you know i didn't pick it at all i would be angry and yet i would be so hopeful that that maybe this is a person who will no longer victimize, that he has learned 
something. And then maybe and you can make a difference for the rest of exactly. them. Exactly. And so, you know, I find, um, I would find, I oh man, I can't, I would be proud that he was there. And, and I have to, I, ha- I, I want to be clear that I know some victims will never get to that point, and that is totally fine. You have the right to hate someone yeah. <laughs> for as long yes, as yes, you yes. want. You have the right to say, I never want to see you again, and I want you, if you are, you have the right to believe anything you want and want anything you want and feel anything you want. I would be proud in some way that maybe this event was changing him at least as much as it changed me. And so I'm not the same person that before this happened, but if he's not the same person, then maybe I could take some solace in knowing that it that maybe it wouldn't happen again and and i again i i am not saying that this is a normal feeling or whatever whatever the hell normal is for victims but i'm saying that i can see myself now maybe i wouldn't have a year later i probably would have just fainted because i wouldn't have wanted to see him but i don't know but i'm saying that the range of emotions that she is going for and she could have said anything and he was new that she could have said anything and um and yet speaking about if he if he ever spoke up i want you to listen it's powerful because she clearly saw that he was a or or wanted to see or thought that he was a changed person or that he was trying to change something she saw something that she chose to, to to be gracious toward um right uh, right. He he says he was floored by her generosity. Yeah. And even so, he remained silent. So in the as this process unfolds, um, she accompanies a friend who is reporting a rape, and okay. their school, um, some uh, the a uh, the director of student conduct um, ends up um, that he's he's someone who works with something called restorative justice. So the notion is that the best way to get the best results for the victim, and let's let's be really, really fucking clear at this point <laughs> in this process, that <laughs> the organizing uh, the organizing power here must be what is best for the victim. I, I want to be really, really clear and say that again, having been through the legal process personally with I don't know how many pe- people sat in courtrooms and watched as people testified, sat in counseling offices, um, done my own work around my own trauma. And and well, I, I'm going to call this out too. For those of you who are Jesus people, um, Jesus articulates very clearly a preference for anyone who is oppressed. And when we talk about a victim, uh, especially a victim of, of, of violence this way, sexual assault, we we have to have a preference for the oppressed. We are, it is mandated in your Bible. 
I'm an atheist now, but I'll still call you to account. <laughs> it is mandated by your Jesus, dude, <laughs> that you have a preference for the victim in these. They are the ones who must um, be the, the people whose needs are met in the process of whatever unfolds afterwards. Um, right. So let's be real clear here. If the victim, as you just stated, I guess I'm saying the same thing differently. I'm white mansplaining this shit, aren't I? <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So she decided she wanted to uh, to do the work of restorative justice that to her it was not as important whether Samir went to jail for what he did. Um, right. That, that was the choice she made. Um, and this process includes uh, work um, individually, so that they are both pro required to process. And it requires also at the outset that he knows he did something wrong, that what right. he did was wrong, that you can't even enter restorative justice without under a, a basic understanding that I violated that person. Um, if, if you don't start there, it's not going to work. Restorative justice only works when the violator holds the truth that they hurt someone that they violated someone. This concept is so incredibly troubling and powerful. Reading in this particular section of the book, it, it became to me quite obvious why we certainly do not have a system of justice in this country. We have a system of crime and punishment that people benefit from, benefit very clearly from. But there's also this Im important, important notion, as Lauren and I unpack it, around the importance of, th of the mutuality of acknowledging that a violation occurred, and especially around those of us who have done things that were hurtful to other people, which I'm guessing is all of us at some point, that at some point we have to acknowledge, I hurt you and I'm sorry. And that's not the end of the conversation. That's the fucking beginning of the conversation. So thank you again for tuning in today. I hope, hope, hope that you're sharing this with someone. Share it on social media. Share it with a friend. Start up a conversation about these topics. I know they're tough, but we only get better when something is worth struggling with. Thank you, and we'll talk again soon.